Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average TV Junkie Podcast. I am super excited to be filming one of my four segment episodes. I haven't filmed one of these in what feels like forever. I have a couple of these parts filmed from like a couple of weeks ago. I've swapped out some parts. Things are getting crazy but I really hope y'all enjoy this episode because it's been a piece of work just so you know. So today I will be talking about my least favorite moments by some of my favorite characters. I will be talking about where I see my life heading in the future. I will also be talking about the Enneagram, and if you don't know what that is, I'll obviously explain, but just to give you a little precursor, it is essentially a personality test, and I will be talking all about it and all about the different types and how it relates to people. I really like it. I hope you guys enjoy it. And lastly, I will be talking about what I am watching right now on TV, on Hulu, on Netflix. This is an update from, I believe this was in like my very first episode. So it was like three-ish months ago. So we need an update on what your girl is watching on TV. So without further ado, let us get into my first segment, which is the least favorite moments by some of my favorite characters essentially I'm going to be talking about these are some of my favorite characters but there's these are moves or like things I did that I was like a were like what I thought was out of character or I just didn't like the storyline or there was something weird going on and I was not having it so I thought this would be very interesting to talk about I'm going to start out with none other than Rachel Berry and if you all have seen Glee you probably know what I'm going to talk about but Rachel spent the entire first four seasons also there will be some minor slash major spoilers with these people but they're all really old shows like I say every time so I'm sure it'll be okay but just so you know if you like really want to watch Glee or I'm going to be talking about One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls so if you want to watch one of those and you're like no spoilers just skip over this segment and you can get to the next one anyways we are talking Rachel Berry first like I mentioned from Glee and Rachel spent the entire series saying, I'm going to get to Broadway. I'm going to get to Broadway. Her, her idol was Barbara Streisand. She wanted to play Fanny Bryce. All great and Danny. Dandy Danny. Oh my goodness. See, season five rolls around and Rachel auditions to play Fanny Bryce in the revival of Funny Girl. After many auditions, she thinks she's not going to get it. She thinks she's going to get it, etc., etc. She gets the part. Yay. Rachel's dreams have come true. Let's say six-ish months later, Rachel decides, you know what, I would like to try my hand in TV acting, which, okay, cool. She skips a Broadway show to go audition in LA for some stupid TV show, which, like, was really weird and out of character, but that's not, that's not all. She doesn't get the part. Okay, great. She's back to being Fanny. Crisis averted. No. She gets a call from the TV producer or whatever, and they're like, we want to make a show about you. And she's like, me, of course you want to make a show about me. I'm the greatest person ever. So she decides I'm going to go for it. She quits Broadway and moves to LA to be on this crappy TV show called That's So Rachel. I will spoil it for you and say that it barely got a pilot episode. It was so terrible. She quit her Broadway dream to be on a crappy TV show like, I don't understand. It didn't make any sense for her character. Like, that was so out of character. And also, like, like what? That doesn't even make any sense. You got to Broadway. That was your dream. And you're like, you know what? Peace out. Crappy TV show time. Like, I don't know. I was just weird. It was so out of character. It, I don't know. So that was, that was the moment I wanted to rip my hair out on part of Rachel Berry quitting Broadway. The next 
character I'm talking about is Haley James Scott from One Tree Hill. And I have a moment that was like her character and then something that I liked her character did, but I didn't like the way it was written by the writers. So the first thing is my least favorite moment was when Haley decided in the middle of her junior year of high school, she was going to leave Tree Hill and her husband and her school and go on tour for three months. First of all, within the first, I don't know, season, Haley had never sang in front of anybody before. She absolutely hated singing in front of people, which I get the character development. She got more comfortable on a stage. Super awesome. But then she was like, I'm Tudor girl. I'm the girl who does really well in school and sticks in my comfort zone and all these things, but I am now married and I am going to leave in the middle of my junior year. Like that was, again, so out of character. I just hated this storyline. That was so not Haley. I don't know. And also, fun fact, they wrote Haley having a singing career into the show because the, one of the producers heard Joy singing like backstage or like going to her car or something. They were like, hey, you can sing. So they wrote it in, which is awesome because I love Bethany Joy Lenz. But like, dang you for being talented because I did not like that storyline. I think they could have written it later in the show, like after high school where she was, like, working at Red Bedroom and all of that and deciding to record, like, that would have made a lot more sense than her just getting married and then, like, piecing out and leaving. I don't know. I just, like, I really hated that storyline. I don't know why. That's, like, my least favorite. Season 2 Haley, like, absolutely not. Haley's, like, arguably one of my favorite TV characters of all time, but I do not like Season 2 Haley. I'm so sorry. Also, this, like I said earlier, is not really a character thing but a plot thing because I liked how Haley handled it. I just wish they didn't write it. This would be when Haley quit her job as a teacher because essentially the principal was a jerk. Like, Haley totally did the right thing. Essentially, she published a like an article or an essay or something in the school paper that one of the students wrote, but apparently it was not like school appropriate, quote unquote, even though it wasn't like inappropriate. It just talked about some heavier topics. And Haley was like, this is real, like this is good writing. I'm going to publish it. And the principal was like, absolutely not. So she published it anyway. And then the principal was like, you have to make a formal apology. And Haley was like, absolutely not. I didn't do anything wrong. So Haley books it out of there. Actually, I'm pretty sure she got fired because she refused to do it. But Haley was like, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm done. Like, Haley totally did the right thing because she stood up for what she believed in, which was awesome. I just, I loved Haley as a teacher. So I kind of wish she stayed as a teacher. But like, I love the way Haley handled it. So it could be worse. But like, I really like teacher girl. I'm just saying. Like, I wish Haley was a teacher, like, after, what was it, be season five? I wish she was still a teacher and then also was, like, helping at Red Bedroom. Like, she could be in the best of both worlds. But I, I miss Haley as a teacher in the end. That's all I'm saying. Next is Rory Gilmore, and I have a couple things for Rory. First of all, she dropped out of Yale. Bruh. Like, facepalm moment. She stole a yacht. Let's go double facepalm moment. And she did not talk to her mom for a month during the whole dropping out of Yale, stealing a yacht fiasco. I just felt like this was a lot out of character for Rory. I get that they wanted to give her flaws. Like, she can't be the perfect student, which, no, she can't. But I think the whole sleeping with Dean while he was married kind of gave her the character flaw we were all looking for. Which was also, like, super wrong, but, like, a good story in my opinion. Which sounds really backwards. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, that was horrible. But, like, it was also a good storyline. I'm just saying. 
But like the character arc of Rory dropping out of Yale, stealing a yacht, not talking to her mom for a month, like that just didn't seem, that just didn't seem like Rory or like realistic for someone who worked so hard in high school and like got into a bunch of Ivies and then was like, peace out. Like, I don't know. I think her character flaws could have been written better if they wanted her to have like an issue with going to Yale. I don't know. That's why unpopular opinion. I don't like Logan. I feel like he like really dragged Rory down and I know that's like crazy, but I'm just saying I digress. I don't like Logan. Anyways, everyone makes mistakes, but like don't steal a yacht and drop out of an Ivy League school. That's not like, ah, shucks, really messed that up. That's like, bruh, just saying. And the last person I'm going to talk about is Lorelai. First of all, getting married to Chris in Paris. Enough said that that was it. I mean, I have more to talk about, but, but bruh, that didn't make sense. Also, while this isn't a new thing, but I feel like I've really said it a lot in this episode is bruh. I say that way too much in real life. And apparently since these are like moments I don't like, bruh is just coming out a lot. So hopefully I'll get over it. Anyways, why? I don't understand. I like Chris well enough, but Lorelai was like, you know, we don't need Rory here. Like, okay. And then it was sudden and it made no sense. And Lorelai is meant to be with Luke. So like, it was all sorts of what and no, that was wrong. No bueno. Not a big fan. Also, Lorelai and Luke should have gotten married at the end of season seven when the show ended, even though like season seven wasn't a planned series finale and ASP wasn't on, on writing and all that's so, like, I get kind of what happened, but like, I don't know. I feel like, okay, another unpopular opinion while I'm just dishing all my Gilmore Gilmore Girls unpopular opinions is seasons one through five were the superior Gilmore Girl seasons. I watched seasons one through four. That's Rory's three years at Chilton Chilton, and her freshman year at Yale. I watched those four seasons over and over and over again. I watched season five occasionally and I very, very rarely go back and watch six and seven. My mom just watched the show for the very first time. I'm trying to convince her to come on the podcast and talk Gilmore Girl, but she really doesn't want to. So maybe if we like hype her up, she'll come on. So let's, let's work on that. But, um, my mom was like, I loved seasons five through seven. And I'm like, I love seasons one through four. So like, wouldn't it be great to have that banter on the podcast? But my mom is like, I don't want to be on the podcast. So it's okay. I'll get over it. But I'm just saying one through four is a superior Gilmore Girls time. Three and four are the superior seasons, back half of three, front half of four, like that, that chunk of 20 episodes, the peak of Gilmore Girls awesomeness, I mean, I love the whole show, obviously, like, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan, I will watch it repeatedly, however, seasons one through four appear, okay, let's, let's move on, next topic, all right, topic two, I am talking about my future, where I could see my future heading, I thought this would be interesting to talk about for one, so you could get to know me a little bit better, and two, so I can talk some of this through out loud and maybe make some decisions about what the heck I want to do with my life, because I have uh, all of like six months to make a decision, so better get on that. So anyway, I can see my life going like two very different ways, and that's what's like slightly concerning, because I'm like, there's two super clear pictures in my mind, and I feel like either one I could genuinely see myself doing it'll just depend on like how the cards play out I guess so I'm going to kind of tell you my ideas the thing things that are holding me back and drawing to me to each of them and then what my like plan is to hopefully help myself in the future next year 
make a solidified decision so I can get headed on a path that doesn't leave me in school for 75 years. The first thing I could see myself doing is I will be living in a big city, either probably Los Angeles or New York City, and working as either a TV and film actress or as an editor of a fashion magazine. Y'all don't know, I haven't done acting very recently, but I do really enjoy acting and I really think that I would really, really enjoy doing that for a living, working on a TV show, living out of LA. I could really see myself enjoying that. And as I feel like I have mentioned before, I do write a lot and I am editor-in-chief of my school's newspaper. So I feel like, and I really love fashion. I think for a really long time I wanted to be a fashion designer, but I think being an editor of a fashion magazine would be like super awesome, like working my way through the ranks in like New York City. Like I think that would be like Devil Wears Prada style, I think that would be awesome, but like, I don't know, like, if I want to get myself there, like, it's so difficult to make a name for yourself in either of those worlds, and with my other option that I'm going to talk about, I feel like I'm losing my voice, with the other option I'm, I'm thinking about, I feel like if I work hard for it, like, it's gonna happen, like, there's very little things that, like, are out of my control for things to go wrong in a way that like would completely ruin said idea but with like like if someone could guarantee me right now that if I moved to LA and I put in the work and I had the talent and all of that like not not like if I didn't move right now like after four years of college like as a theater major if I moved to LA and I worked my way through the ranks I could make a living for myself and eventually I would get there and I would be on a TV show and I would be in a like a movie like something like that you could guarantee me that that would happen and that I would be able to make a living until that happened I would do it like without question but there's so much that like it doesn't matter if you're willing to put in the work and be super talented sometimes it's just I'm not saying that I'm super talented like don't get me wrong but sometimes in a field like acting in LA that that's not enough and if you don't get that break you could end up I could end up being in LA for five years without a steady job I could be working at Starbucks or something like tutoring or something and not have an income or not be making any progress towards acting and I feel like that would not be worth it for me and that's that's honestly what's holding me back from from doing that because if I if if you could guarantee to me that if I worked hard I would make it would do it in a heartbeat but it's just I think I need more stability than that honestly and I think that I I would be willing to have the drive and have the ambition to go for it but I don't know if that world is worth it enough for me to put all my eggs in that basket so I don't know I don't know like I'm like literally just talking this through right now and you get to listen my second option which I feel like as I was explaining is more likely is I will live in a small town like see these are polar opposite ideas I'm swear to you probably in Michigan Texas or Tennessee and I will be working either as a high school English teacher a la Haley James or a children's mental health therapist with my own private practice the thing about more likely would be the the mental health therapist that's what I really want to do and like with the other one more likely would be to be an actress but 
is that in order to be a children's mental health therapist with my own private practice, I need a PhD, and that means I'm going to be in school for at least another seven years. If I can get my undergrad done in three years because I have enough college credits from my years in high school, and then I have two years of a master and two years of a PhD, the very least that's seven years. So I graduate when I'm 18, and so that's a lot of math, but I won't be 25 until I have the ability to even open my own private practice that just seems like a long time and honestly I can picture myself so vividly in my own office getting to do that for a living and getting to help people getting to help kids and teenagers and that seems so worth it to me but it still also seems like that's like 10 years away. I mean, it's not, I mean, it probably wouldn't be before I could get all my credentials and I could get my training and all my certifications and my licenses. It'd probably be 10 years before I'm opening my doors. And I think that's just like, that seems so far because 10 years ago I was eight. Like that's, it it just seems like, I know I'm so young, like I'm almost 18, but it just seems like 10 years for something to happen just seems so far away and I don't know I mean like I said it feels worth it to me but it's just it's hard it's so hard to make a decision obviously like I'm genuinely not sure but speaking of which I will tell you my plan for college kind of vaguely that I think is going to be at least my original game plan and things might change but I, I feel like that original game plan I'm applying to college like now like within the next month and a half are like my early admission early decision deadlines so I need to get like at least some sort of a base plan intact my base plan is to major in psychology so I am on my way to be a therapist and I'm going to minor in theater and what I'm saying to myself is I'm not giving up on acting because I'm minoring in theater so it's not like I just completely gave up and if an opportunity comes to me through taking theater classes and if I do theater for my college or community theater whatever that it will if something's meant to be it'll happen and I'm not giving up on that but I'm setting myself up realistically to be a therapist and I think that I think that that makes the most sense for who I am as a person. I like to have a plan. I'm not spontaneous. And I think that if I was more like willing to sacrifice the stability I've had for the last so many years and the fact that I know that I put everything into these last three years of high school include and coming into this year we're about a month in, I put so much into it to give it up and move to LA and not have anything manifest from it and then be back to square one going crap what am I going to do and then by that point it'll be years later and I'll have to go back for a second degree and whatever I end up doing after that won't happen for even longer than me waiting to get that PhD and I think that for me it makes the most sense to put myself on the path that gives me that stability and allows me to have a job that I feel like either way I'll be happy and that's the problem is that it's like I can so vividly see myself in both worlds that are so completely removed from each other that it's really really difficult to be like 
crap you you need to you need to pick a world because it's not like I can I mean I could double dip in both worlds but it would be so difficult to do both and another thing that's really important to me is I want a family I want to be a mom I want to have kids I want a husband I want my house with my white picket fence and I feel like that gears itself more towards living in a small town and having my own private practice and if I decide that if I want to start having babies at 21 and I'm married and whatever and I'm like I cannot go to school for another 75 million years I I could see myself becoming a teacher I could see myself becoming a high school English teacher I could also see myself teaching like kindergarten but more than likely I feel like I would I, I really love English I love to write I feel like I could be a high school English teacher like I could see that but my my plan a my plan for my future hopefully and y'all will be dragged along this road with me hopefully this podcast will last many many years into the future and you will get to see where on earth this crazy road takes me but I can see myself in a small town as a children's mental health therapist and I really think that that would make me happy and it would give me the ability to have that small town big family that I've always wanted and it's stability and knowing that if I work hard, that, that that private practice can happen. I'm not relying on anybody else liking my audition or liking how I look or anything like that. I think it, it's really, it's up to me in, in this second option. And I think that that's what I want. I want it in my own hands. I want something that I know that if I put my mind to it and I work super, super hard, it'll happen. And like I said, I, I'm opening myself up to options I feel like my whole life I I was stuck on, on one thing. Like I would find something and I would be like, without fail, I'm going to do blank. Like, And most recently I, I said I'm in journalism. I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And I've, I wanted to be a broadcast journalist probably for the last eight years. And I just decided that although I'm so thankful for getting to do broadcast journalism and everything throughout the last so many years of my life, I've been in the program at my school for six years that it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I can't picture myself doing that for the rest of my life. I want something where I can I can picture myself and I can say that girl's happy. That's what I want to be happy and I want to have a career that fulfills me and I want to be able to have a family. And like I said a hundred times, like I feel like that stability is super, super important to me. So I don't know. I mean... We will see where my life takes me. I will stop rambling about this. But I think that me talking about this was really good. And hopefully you got a little bit more insight into me. This uh, segment was not too painfully long like the last segment. So if you've made it this far, thank you, thank you. We have two more segments. I will hopefully be getting through pretty, pretty quickly. But now on to segment three. Alright, topic number three. I'm going to be talking about the Enneagram. So if y'all don't know, the Enneagram is a personality test that separates you into one of nine numbers that describes how you react to and look at the world and how you interact with the people around you, how like your personality at its core essentially and why you do the things you do. I love stuff like this and for the past year, year and a half, I've been really into the Enneagram just kind of following a lot of Instagram accounts about it, learning more, listening to podcasts, just trying to immerse myself in that world because I find it like really, really interesting. So I'm going to share my type, my wing, and I'm going to share a little bit about 
all the other types and their core motives, beliefs, etc. I will also touch a little bit on wings and how they work. You can take the official test on the Enneagram Institute's website. You can literally just like type into a Google search engine Enneagram test. It took takes like maybe 10 minutes. I think it's super, super interesting. So essentially I am a two wing one, which I'm going to read the type descriptions off the website because I think they describe it better than I do, but I think that a two is really accurate for me. So I will start. The two is essentially the helper. It says the caring interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people pleasing, and possessive. And then the one is the reformer, the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. And I think that I'm really balanced between a two and a one. I've taken the test a long, long time ago, and I remember I was a two, and then I took it maybe a year ago and got two again, and then as I researched it more, I was thinking, well, maybe I'm a one, like I wasn't really sure. I knew I was, like, my test always said two wing one, so I was like, maybe it's like backwards and I'm supposed to be a one. So as, like, I did more research, I took it again, like, a month ago. Actually, I took it for one of my classes for school, ironically enough, and I was still a two, and I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe I'm just meant to be a two. I thought that was just kind of strange that I was like, I keep flipping back and forth, but I've gotten a two, like, many times, different stages in my life, different times and everything, so I think I'm pretty solid in being a two, and then I just think I have a really strong wing one, so... I'm going to read all the types in order. I know I already read two and one, but just so you can kind of get the idea. Like I said, one is the reformer, the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Two is the helper, the caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Three is the achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious, and I am getting all of this from the Enneagram Institute's website under type description, so this is not my own words. I just think that they describe it better than I could, and there is a garbage truck right outside my house, so if you hear, like, really loud noises, that's what it is, but I really, I really need to film right now, and so I'm just gonna ignore the background noise. Um, number four, the individualist, the sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Five, the investigator, the intense, cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Six, the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Eight, the challenger, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And nine, the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing, effacing, self-effacing, is that right? That does not sound right, but I've like literally never heard that word in my life. The easygoing, self-effacing, effacing, guys, this is embarrassing, I don't know, I, one of those, is receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. And I just think, like, I think this is just so interesting. Like, especially for me, I'm, like, super into psychology and the way the brain works. It's super interesting. And like I mentioned earlier, the wings are kind of like, you have your core type and your wing can only be, like, on either side. So if you're a two, you're either a two-wing one or a two-wing three. You can't be, like, a two-wing eight. That's, like, not how it works. So you either, like, it, your wing is one of the two numbers on either side of you. If you're one, you can be a wing nine or a wing two. But... I just think this is so interesting. So I thought I would share a little bit 
If you're interested, go take the test. Let me know what you think. DM me on Instagram. Tell me your type, all the things. I just think it's so interesting. I love learning more about stuff like this. So I just thought I would share on to my last topic. All right, last topic for the episode. I'm giving y'all an update on what I am watching right now on Hulu, Netflix, on TV, all the things. Today, I am filming this. This also this episode, y'all, has been a hot mess express. It has been recorded literally over like two or three weeks. It's getting ridiculous. Things get getting pushed back, but hopefully, hopefully this will be up soon. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, and the reason I am telling you that is... It is a great night in TV, y'all. It is Big Brother, Veto Ceremony, Final Four, and the second week of The Amazing Race. And I also have 20 minutes left from Dancing with the Stars on Monday. I will be watching all of that tonight. I'm very, very excited. I got a little overwhelmed with school the past couple of days, so I have been behind on my TV. But I am I'm caught up and ready to get those three things watched. I'm super excited about it. Anyways, what I am watching right now, we are going to start with Hulu. I am still watching One Tree Hill. It has been months since my last episode and my answer for what I was watching on Hulu was One Tree Hill. I love One Tree Hill as I've been saying a lot, as I've been talking about it throughout the last couple months, but school is a lot of work and One Tree Hill is nine long, nine? Yeah, nine long seasons. I am wrapping up season eight. So hopefully within the next like couple weeks, I will be done. And also on Hulu when I don't, want to watch One Tree Hill or I'm just like doing something absent-mindedly in the background. I am watching season three of Bachelor in Paradise that I did not see when it originally aired but I'm enjoying it so I'm just they have the first three seasons I think of Paradise on Hulu so I've just been kind of watching those when I need a reality tv fix step away from One Tree Hill for a little bit but I've been really enjoying One Tree Hill the problem is I like have zero time during the week to watch anything on TV plus like Hulu. So I usually go for what's on in the week to keep up with all of that. And then I, I binge watch One Tree Hill on the weekends. I watch like five episodes in a row. So I know that's not a lot for some people, but I, I'm the queen of busy. So like being able to watch five episodes is fantastic. But hopefully, I know I have kind of a busy weekend today. Like I said, a thousand times it's Wednesday. I keep thinking it's Thursday. So hopefully Friday, I'll be able to get I can get through season eight and then get a start on season nine. It's only like 13 episodes, so I should be done with this in the next couple of weeks. Also, I don't remember if I talked about it. It might even be in this episode's guide. This will, Guys, this would be really embarrassing if this is in this episode earlier. I just don't remember that I talked about it. But I'm going to start a new single episode series where I'm going to, once I finish an entire TV show, something probably that's a little bit older on Hulu or Netflix, I'm going to answer a series of questions about it, favorite character, season, episodes, cast member, etc, etc. I'm going to just do like a big in-depth review and that'll be a single standing episode. So I'm actually planning on starting with Glee because I finished Glee before I started the podcast, but it was during this quarantine time and I want to just kind of get one out there and then I will move on and do that exact same thing with One Tree Hill. All of that to say on Hulu, I am watching One Tree Hill and Bachelor in Paradise season three, kind of, sort of, ish. Okay, moving on, Netflix. I am doing a rewatch of Glee, Speak of the Devil, and like I said, I literally, I finished it like a couple months ago. It was probably like almost six months ago now, I guess. And then I just started, I started the rewatch like a month and a half ago. I watch it a lot when I'm getting ready or just, you know, doing 
things that I don't need to really focus on watching Glee because I've seen it before and a lot of it's music, which I love, so I can just kind of be absentmindedly watching it and doing something else. So that's, I've, uh, I'm currently like halfway through season two on my rewatch. I, like I said, in the very first segment of the series, like shout out if you've been with me since the very beginning, I always have a Gilmore Girls rerun kind of circling through. I haven't been watching any Gilmore Girls recently. I mean, my mom just watched it, which I know I've mentioned, so I kind of watch it with her occasionally. I also, guys, she's watching Parenthood. She is watching Parenthood. I'm so excited. Also, I do have, like, a Parenthood rewatch kind of going on on Hulu. It's been, like, completely stalled, though. Like, I haven't watched it in months since I started watching One Tree Hill, but it's, like, there in the background. For if I never have something to watch, I will also rewatch Parenthood, but um, anyways, I have my Gilmore Girls rerun type thing rewatch that's what I was looking for I could not think of the word rewatch going but I have not like I said watched that in a very long time and my best friend Rachel who you hear about on this podcast at nauseum and I are watching trinkets together we only really watch it when we are together so we're only like halfway through season two we watched season one in like one night when it came out loved it season two came out about a month ago we're about halfway through because like I said, we're both very, very busy and we're not like home together a lot to watch it. So we really like Trinkets. If you haven't seen it, it's, I mean, it's not super lighthearted. I was going to say it's like a lighthearted quick show. It is a quick show. It's about essentially three girls who are addicted to shoplifting, which like sounds a little strange. It's all fiction, but it's really, really good. It's kind of like a teen drama, but it has that like edge of like shoplifting in it. it it's really interesting. I think you all would really like it. Now, let's get to what is on TV right now. I talked a little bit about that earlier when I was talking about all the things I intend on watching tonight, but I have been watching Halloween Baking Championship. I watch all of the Baking Championships. Halloween is my least favorite holiday. I know, I know. I just don't like Halloween, okay? Like, don't hurt me, but I'm thrilled that it's almost Christmas time thrilled but I do love Halloween Baking Championship big fan I'm not a huge fan of Carla Hall like I don't know what it is she kind of annoys me but other than that she's not actually annoying me as much hosting as she did judging last time so like I'm not that mad at it and I really love all the baking championships like I said I watch every single one of them I've also been watching which actually ended last week and I do believe I've I've seen all the episodes was Halloween Wars which is cake decorator a sugar sculptor I guess you could say and a pumpkin carver they make these elaborate huge displays for Halloween so fun I love baking shows like that and it's like a competition it's great big fan I've also obviously been watching Big Brother hence my recaps we are at final four I believe the finale is next week that is insane that the season is almost over I know a lot of people and I will talk a ton about this in my next I'm at, I've decided that I'm going to do whether I get to it before the finale or not I'm going to do a recap episode then I'm going to do like an overall thoughts and stuff episode so I will talk a ton about this but I know this season got a lot of hate like these people weren't really all-stars etc etc I I don't think this was the greatest big brother season of all time I'm not like gung-ho like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen but I thought it was pretty good like I don't I don't feel like I feel like it's getting too much hate. That's just my opinion. Like, I think it's been pretty good. I've been really enjoying it. I'm really excited to watch tonight's episode. 
Also on that vein, I have been watching Amazing Race, which premiered last Wednesday. Today is episode, tonight is episode two. I will also be getting up a recap within the next couple days of the first two episodes, talking about the cast, talking about first two episodes and all of its challenges and what was going on. So I'm really excited about that. If y'all don't know, Amazing Race is essentially what birthed my love of reality TV, which is what birthed my love of TV in general. So we have it all. We have Amazing Race to thank for all of all of the TV love. So I love I love me some Amazing Race. It is my like go to favorite show of all time. Like I will stand by that Amazing Race is my favorite show of all time. Next, I have also obviously been watching Dancing with the Stars. If you have been around, I have been recapping Dancing with the Stars every two weeks, and I have. What are we on? This would be Mondays was week six, so I have um, weeks five and six, the recap coming also very, very soon. I have a lot of recording ahead of me, as you can see by all the things I'm talking about, but I also love Dancing with the Stars. I've loved Dancing with the Stars literally forever. I'm super glad it's back with the COVID and all of that. Love it. Super jazzed. Also, The Bachelorette. Now, here's, here's the tea, people. I'm so over the Claire drama like the the preseason for this was so exhausting that I'm like do I care enough to watch this season I started the premiere this morning I think I think it was this morning maybe yesterday it's it's okay I've watched the first like 20 minutes and I'm already a a tinge annoyed so I don't know how far I'll get before I'm like forget it and just read recaps because I will keep up from the vein of like I need to know generally what's going on like all the drama like I care enough to know that much but I'm still like riding the line of do I care enough to fully throw myself into the season and watch every single episode still deciding I'll get back to you on that I will definitely update y'all on how this bachelorette season is going with me so far I'm intending on at least watching the first episode but I have way more things I'm super excited about to watch before I get there. So who knows? Also it premiered last week is The Voice, which I have like a thing with The Voice that usually happens. I start the season super strong. I get through like the battles and then I get 10 episodes behind and then it's been like six months and my mom's like, please just delete this off the DR. You're never going to watch it. And I never do and it eventually just gets deleted. However... I tend to watch Gwen's seasons because if y'all don't know, Gwen Stefani is my favorite musical artist of all time. She's like my favorite human. I love her. I tend to watch her seasons because of her and I I genuinely do enjoy the voice. It's just, it's like somehow it always just gets like pushed to the back of my brain and then like doesn't get watched. But I, I really have intentions of like jumping full force into this season. It started, no, it started Monday. It started Monday. So we have, I have Monday and Tuesday's episodes to watch. I have not had time to watch them. As I said earlier, been super busy. And tonight I have like a full schedule of TV. So I think this weekend I'm going to sit down, finish the Bachelorette premiere, finish the first two episodes of The Voice. I do have full intentions of plugging through The Voice as long as humanly possible. I make no promises. Like I also said I was going to watch One Your Hill this weekend. I have too much TV to watch, people. It's a great problem to have and first world problem, definitely. But like, there's so much good TV and I have so much crap going on trying to apply to college and I'm really over it just accept me already I mean (laughs) getting annoyed that's okay anyways so I will be watching the voice I do love the voice I think it's awesome 
but I love Gwen Stefani, so she's my, like, motivation. And I love Kelly Clarkson, so Gwen and Kelly together are, like, like, they're literally two of my favorite singers, two of my favorite celebrities, so I love seeing them together. I also love Blake Shelton. I don't even know who the third person is. Is it John Legend? Guys, I don't even know. That's terrible. Hold on. I think it's John Legend, but is it the Jonas Brother guy who was there last time? Let's see. Um, why does it not tell me? Guys, is this the promo? This looks like the promo. Is this the 2020 promo? Uh, yeah, it looks to be John Legend. But I don't actually know. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> Guys, this is so bad. I think it's, I think it's John Legend. Maybe if I just watched the dang, the dang episode. Let's click on, guys, you are on a journey with me. A journey. Why do, why can I only see, what? Okay, let's see. Guys, guys, yes, it is John Legend. I'm so sorry. That was a hot mess. All that to say, I do also like John Legend. I just apparently couldn't remember that it was him. We are moving on. Next is American Ninja Warrior, which what I said about the voice also sometimes happens with American Ninja Warrior. Not usually, but it is for sure happening right now. I am like uber far behind. I I do have intentions of catching up, but I don't know logically if it's going to happen. So, I mean, I might finish out American Ninja Warrior. I mean, I watched like the first two episodes and then life got busy and I haven't been watching it. But I think that... I think that I'll at least try and get through a little bit more. I genuinely like American Ninja Warrior. I know I've talked about that before, but like, I genuinely like the show, so I don't know. I don't know how I've gotten so far behind. On a similar vein, America's Got Talent is over, right? Like, it's been over for a while. I I don't have that many episodes left. I have like four or five, which is like 10 hours of TV, but I can do it. I can get through these episodes. Or I can just look up who won because I, like, it got messed up because of COVID right? Has it been out that long? No, my gosh. It start. No, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It started. No, no, it didn't start before quarantine because it started after Idol. It was Idol that got interrupted. So it started in like May. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. It started in May and ended like maybe late August, early September. Jeez, it's been over for a long time. I need to just watch those episodes. This segment has been a train wreck. I'm just, you're like following my train of thought and it's, it is a roller coaster tonight. AGT, five episodes left, may or may not finish it. I'll keep you updated. Next, we're going to get, we're plugging through. I only have a couple more shows to talk about, but it has been 15 minutes of me talking about very, very little. Um, Weakest Link, hosted by one of my favorites, Jane Lynch. Apparently it's an old TV show, an old game show that I didn't know about. It kind of mixes Jeopardy and Survivor. Huge fan. I'd never seen it before. Maybe I was too young. Maybe I just blocked it out of my mind. I don't really know. But I love Jane Lynch. That's why I watched it. And the show is fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. Big fan. Next, I know I mentioned this last time. I, these next two I men mentioned last time as just sometimes I watch if I have time, if I like the people on it. B. Ellen's Game of Games and Celebrity Family Feud. Like the ladies of the office were on Celebrity Family Feud. Count me in. Totally watch that. But like sometimes if the people I care I are, are on the show I don't care about, I'm like, you know what? Take it or leave it. I don't need to watch it. And I think Ellen's Game of Games is super hilarious. She's great. She's hilarious. So I watch it when I have time. 
Second to last is Supermarket Sweep, which is also an old show that I do remember. My mother does not, acts like it never happened. I used to love Supermarket Sweep, and it's back, and I'm pretty jazzed about it. They've only had like one episode, and I've only watched half of it, but I do love me some Supermarket Sweep, so just thought you should know if you're out of the loop, it's back, and better than ever. And lastly, Windy City Rehab, which I haven't watched since last season, but I know the new season just started. It was probably like a month ago. I'm, I'm a little behind y'all. I'm so much more. What At the beginning of this podcast, we're still like pretty full-fledged in quarantine. And I was like, there is absolutely nothing to watch on TV. Oh my goodness, I'm so bored. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 75 things to watch. Because everything has started back up. Everything is as normal as humanly possible. We have so much TV. All good things, all good things. But I really love Windy City Recap. Recap? Rehab. It's essentially a renovation, like HGTV show with homes in Chicago. I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities. And I I don't know. I really like the girl. I like everything about it. But I haven't watched the season. But I have intentions too. So I wrote it down. Also, before I end this segment that has been very, very long-winded, and I end end this podcast episode, I am looking so forward to the Christmas Hallmark movies. I am, I'm so excited. Like, I cannot express to you how excited I am for Christmas Hallmark movies. The first one starts on Saturday. I will be putting up my Christmas tree November 1st and dedicating the entire weekend of November 1st and Halloween. Like I said, don't really like Halloween. Probably not going to do anything. Actually, we might be going on a road trip. So there's that. The road trip might break up my perfect Christmas weekend, but but I'm, I'm decorating for Christmas. I've started listening to Christmas music. I'll be watching a crap ton of Hallmark Christmas movies, and I'm not sorry about it. So that's just, that's where my soul is at right now is like full-fledged Christmas, ready to get that winter break on, get through this quarter, get applied to college, graduate, baby. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the rest of this year and beyond. I'm really, really looking forward to 2021. Let's, let's get a better year, y'all. This one has been a rough one. Anyways, thank you so much for listening if you do not already follow me on my podcast, Instagram, NYATV underscore junkie pod, I talk a lot about all my new um, uploads and I ask you all questions on what you want to see. I post a bunch of random stuff on there that I think you will enjoy. So go give me a follow. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Wait, guys, holy crap, I completely forgot. I was going to talk about Tough as Nails and its ending at the end of this episode. And then I was like, bye, y'all, and didn't talk about it. So I know I already said goodbye. I'm back. I just keep talking. I do just want to quickly say, since I've, like, ended the episode, I'm not going to make this long-winded at all. I really enjoyed Tough as Nails. I thought it was awesome. I thought Phil was awesome. I thought the people were awesome. The ending was great. I don't know. I just, I really, really liked the show. I see they got renewed for a season two. I'm super excited about it. I just thought y'all should know that how much I like genuinely enjoyed this show. It like is is raising up the ranks in some of my favorite reality TV up there with Amazing Race. It will never reach Amazing Race, but like it was very Amazing Race esque, but like all manual labor and the people were all so awesome. I loved all of them. It was great. So I just wanted to say that that I love Toughest Nails and I'm really glad it's coming back. So now this time I really am going. Bye.